Okay, so today's daf is actually Tet Vav in Psachim, although we um, we already uh, got pretty far into Tet Vav Umud Aleph on Shabbat. We're just 12 lines from the bottom. But just to review quickly, so essentially what we have is we have in... Uh, in the Mishnah, we have a machloket between, or we have a, s- several eduyot from uh, different rabbis about different halachot. First is Rabbi Chanina Hasegan Kohanim, and this whole section of the of Masech Pesachim is known as the Sugya of Rabbi Chanina Hasegan Kohanim. It's a very famous section of the Talmud because of the discussion here. And what he had said was that if you have a piece of meat, a korban, that is, uh, becomes Tameh, and it's, uh, it's Tameh on the level of Rishon the Tum'ah, because it had a contact with an Ava Tum'ah, and it comes into contact, and then you want to burn also something that was a Vlad the Tum'ah, which means that it came into contact with something less than an Ava Tum'ah, uh, that you cannot, um, that you're allowed to burn them together. And so, and then Rabbi Akiva came along and said, well, also if you have oil that was Tameh, that was Truma, that was Truma Tameh, and... Rishon is also a Vlad, but it means he, it received Tumah Mivlad Tumah, which means to say that it, it, it can only be a, it could be a Sheni or less. The first meat could be a, uh, uh, could be a Rishon because it received Tumah from, uh, from Ava Tumah. Vlad Tumah means it received the Tumah from Vlad Tumah, which means that it could be a Shlishi, it could be a, yeah, anything, anything lower than that. So the point is Rabbi Akiva came along and said that if you have Shemen Shepasul, that's Shemen Shepasul, that's Pasul, is... Um, it means that it's a third level of Tum'ah. You could put it into a candle, even though the candle is an Ava Tum'ah, we said. So in other words, you can upgrade it all the way from Shlishi, all the way to Rishon in that case, not just from Shlishi to Sheni. And then we had Rabbi Meir came along and said, oh, well, they're b- based upon that, you should be able to take uh, Chametz, that is Tum'ah Torah, and Chametz, it's Tum'ah Tum'ah, burn them together, because what difference does it make you're burning them anyway? Right? Now, that was the, that was the discussion that we had uh, in yesterday's Dav. The question was, what is the basic reasoning of Rabbi Meir? Is Rabbi Meir going um, on the assumption that, and, and what the Gemara basically concluded yesterday, uh, up to where we were yesterday, is that Rabbi Meir is not really deriving his law from Rabbi Chanina Segana Kohanim so much. He's, re- he's deriving his law from what Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua were arguing about, which was that um, that uh, that a question of a different nature, which was where you have a barrel of truma that is going to spill into chulin that are tameh. So if the bar- if the truma leaks into the the chulin, so what will happen is you will lose two things: the truma will be become tameh, and the chulin will not be able to be eaten because it's going to have truma mixed into it. So the question was: if you can save, if you can grab uh, some. Tahor vessel to catch the truma as it's falling down, so that's the best thing. But if you can't do that, what about grabbing kelim tmeim to catch the ve- what's dripping out of the vessel? Because that way, at least you save the chulin. And therefore, you had a machloka between Rabbi Yosho and Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer said, "Too bad for you. You cannot be a daim. You can't go and actively make the." Uh, what's dripping tamei by catching it with tamei vessels. And Rabbi Yoshua said, no, you, you, since it's going to become tamei anyway, you might as well catch it and at least save the chulin. That's what we said yesterday. So Rabbi Meir is say, not saying based on Rabbi Hanina Segana Kohanim's rule. He's talking about something totally different. He's talking about that you see that if something is anyway olech liibut, it's anyway going to be ruined. You might. What's the difference if I let it fall in and become tameh, or if I catch it? Here, it's better to catch it and prevent it from becoming tameh because at least I saved the chulin. Okay, I'm going to make it tameh by catching it in a tameh vessel, but that's better than letting it mix with the chulin, and then I have a two losses. 
the Chuma and the Tchulim. So that was where he was saying that, um, right, that's where he was saying the same thing. You have Chumat Torah, They're both getting destroyed anyway. What's the difference? Throw them into the same fire. That was Rabbi Meir Salacha. Okay? Now the Gemara says here, this is 12 lines from the bottom of Tedvav Amud Aleph. Because Rav Nachman had agreed with this interpretation of the Mishnah. That basically what Rabbi Meir was going on wasn't the law of Rabbi Hanina Segana Kohani. Because there, you're talking about something that's at least Tamei being with, you're upgrading the level of Tumah, but you're dealing with things that are all Tameim. But Rabbi Meir was saying well, even Tumah Tahorah, that's pure, you could mix with the Tamei. Why? Not because the Tumah Tahorah is, 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 there's anything wrong with it, but because since you're anyway going to destroy it because of Isur Chametz, you could destroy it together with the Tumah Tamei, just like Rabbi Yoshua said that since this Tumah that right now is Tahor, you could catch it in a, uh, in a vessel that is Tamei. Why? To, because it's going to be Tamei anyway if it falls down, right? Same thing. So now the Gemara says, So Rabbi Yossi said to Rabbi Meir, your application is not comparable to your proof. Meaning you, you're, you're mixing apples and oranges because because when did our when did the chachamim of the previous generation testify the rabbis they testified about meat that had a lower level of tumah that you could burn it with meat that had a higher level of tumah right in that case um, in that case zetame vezetame. Right, they're both tamei. If you want to talk about the case of Rabbi Akiva, where you have oil that had become pasul, it was a shlishi betumah, and you're going to make it, you're going to burn it in a candle that's a rishon or that's an avatumah. Even still, you're dealing with things that are tamei already, right? So over there, zeh pasul v'zetamei, right? Af anu modim, and Rabbi Yosi says, I would even agree with you, but tumah shenitmet bevlad betumah shesofinota. In other words, if you were talking about a Tumah that was a lower level of Tumah and you want to burn it together with the Tumah as a higher level of Tumah, what's the difference? They're both Tamei. Right. However, you're trying to say, but how can you go and burn the uh, How can you go and burn totally pure with totally impure? Right? You don't have any precedent for that. So where are you getting that from? So you see from this that Rabbi Yossi is assuming Right? Oh, I'm sorry, Atluya, rather. He says first Atluya imatmea. Because Atluya means a safek tum'ah. Right? Not the Torah. Right? Meaning that, because you don't know for sure that it's Tamei. First of all, right? Forget about a Torah. Torah means you know for sure that it's Torah. But even how can you take the Tluya with the Tamei? Because Shema Yavo Eliyahu Vitaarenu. Because maybe Eliyahu Anavi is going to come and say, this is uh, no problem. This thing that you have a safek about is no problem. So in other words, he's, so certainly, Kalvachomer, Rabbi Yossi would say, if it's purely Taor, you can't mix it with the, the, with the Tamei. Right? You can't mix it with the Tamei. But even Tzluya, you cannot mix with the Tmea. Now, that's the, that's the position of Rabbi Yossi. But what do you see from Rabbi Yossi? You see from Rabbi Yossi that he's assuming that Rabbi Meir, when he said, lamadnu, we learn from their words that you can take Tumat Torah and mix it with Tumat Tmea if you're burning them anyway, was referring to Rabbi Hanina Sagana Kohanim. And he was referring to Rabbi Akiva, but it's not a good analogy, right? So, uh, so we, we, the Gemara had, had gone in a different direction and said, no, he was really referring to Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi uh, Eliezer's case of the, of the barrel of Tumah that's leaking. He wasn't referring back to Rabbi Hanina Sagana Kohanim, where, where both elements are Tamei. But, uh, 
But you see from Rabbi Yossi that he assumes that that was what he was saying. He was saying, oh, well, if I can upgrade the Tum'ah, then I can also take a Tahor thing and put it with the Tameh thing, right? So, and, and then the Brayta continues. This is not directly relevant to what we're discussing now. But it says, that, that if you have different kinds of Korbanot that are invalid, Pigul, we learned about it in Masachet Vachim. That's when a person has the wrong intention, when the Kohen has the wrong intention, wrong kavana for the wrong kind of korban, uh, or that he's going to do something with the korban that he's not supposed to do. In other words, he thinks to himself, uh, I'm going to eat this meat past the deadline of the eating of the meat, or I'm going to offer this past the time, or whatever it is. He has an intention that he's going to do something wrong. That's called pigul. Notar is the meat that's actually left over. Right. No, some people say he has to verbalize it, actually. But, uh, but the point is it's kavana. And in the case of Notar, it's where you actually left the meat past the deadline. And Hatamei, uh, when Korban is Tamei. In all of these cases, the person has to, uh, you know, the, the, the halakha is you have to burn the Korbanot. You have to burn it because it's invalid. Now, the point is you're going to burn it anyway. But Bechamai says, Enisafin kachat. You can't mix them together. Why? Because Pigul and Notar are not Tamei. They're not Tamei. So when you mix it together with the Tamei, you're making them Tamei. Pigul and Notar are invalid, but they're not Tamei. Who gives you the right to now make it Tamei? Betilel says, what's the difference? The Safin Kachat, they're all invalid and they need to be burned. What's the difference? Okay? But that's not really relevant to us right now. The thing is, Rabbi Yossi is not assuming what we, what we assumed. Because we learned yesterday that really Rabbi Meir's logic can't be based on Rabbi Hanina Sagana Kohanim. And it can't be based upon Rabbi Akiva. Because in those cases, everything involved is Tameh, just different levels. And Rabbi Meir is taking things that are Tahor. So it must be that he was deriving his halacha from the case of Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Eliezer. Where you were talking about the Chuma that's pure, falling in to the mat of stuff that is Tameh. That must be what Rabbi Meir was talking about. And he's saying, since in the end, it's all going to go to Le'ibud, it's all going to be ruined anyway. In other words, it's not because of right now, it's because it's going to become ruined anyway. So what's the difference? Right? But Rabbi Yossi doesn't assume that. Rabbi Yossi's arguing with him based on the analogy to Rabbi Hanina Sagana Kohanim. So obviously he didn't think that Rabbi Meir was referring to the Rabbi Yoshua case. He thought that he was referring to Rabbi Hanina. So then, Amale Rav Nachman, Rabbi Yosef, Lava Date. Rabbi Yosef was wrong. He made a mistake, Rabbi Yosef. Because, uh, because that, was what, that was what Rabbi Yosef thought. He thought that Rabbi Meir was referring to Rabbi Hanina Sagana Konim, and that's why he argued with him. Right? And, and, there, and then he said, And then Rabbi Meir must have answered him and said, No, I wasn't basing my logic on Rabbi Hanina Sagana Konim, because there, you're right, everything involved in the situation is Tamei, so it's not the same. Right? I'm talking about Rabbi Yoshua, where the item is going to eventually, it's ultimately going to fall into Tum'ah. Anyway, so what's the difference? Right? Va'amalei and Rabbi Yossi, in our reconstruction of the dialogue, okay, would say, even from Rabbi Yoshua, it's not a good reason. Why? Because he would say, Va'afilo Rabbi Yoshua nami enahi hamida. And that's why, that's why um, Rabbi Yossi in the Mishnah says, it's not the, it's not proper logic. Why? 
Meaning, because even Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Eliezer would agree that if one thing is Tamei and one thing is Tahor, you have to, you have to burn them separately. The Tumat and the Tumat the only case where they have a Machloket is where one is Tluya and one is Tamei'a. Where one is a Safek and one is definite. But if they are both uh, definite, one is definitely Tahor, one is definitely Tamei, even Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Eliezer don't say that you can go and do that. Okay? Now, the question is though, why is Rabbi Yossi saying it's not a good analogy? It's a perfectly good analogy. Because what did Rabbi Yoshua say you could do? Since the Truma that's Torah is going to become Tme'ah anyway, he told them you could go get a Kli, go get a vessel that is Tme'ah and catch it. He's telling you can make it Tme'ah directly. Because it's going to be Tme'ah anyway when it falls to the bottom. So why not catch it in midair and save the Chulit? Perfectly logical. So here too, since it's going to any way become destroyed, what difference does it make? You make it tamay, you make it taor. So he says, Shanei hatam hefsed Over there you have an excuse. What's the excuse? If it falls into the vat of chulin below, I'm losing, more, I'm losing money. Maybe whatever is on the bottom is expensive wine. It's tamay, but it's expensive, but a regular person can drink it, right? And, and, and the Tumah is going to make it all invalid and worthless. Or what, you know, so, or if it's oil or whatever it is, it doesn't even matter. But it doesn't matter, it's going to become Tamei. So it's, uh, there's no Bitu on the Tum'ah. There's Bitu on the Tum'ah part, but there's no Bitu on the Tum'ah part. So... No, it will be prohibited for... You have to give it to a Kohen. I mean, if you... If you if that happened, that would be batel. But that we're assuming that it's not gonna it's not gonna be batel. Otherwise, it makes the case not valid. So let's just assume it's a lot. So it's a lot. Right. So the so the the point is that he's a since it's anyway gonna be tamei, he's allowed to catch it. But that's only because of have said uh, have said uh, uh, of money, right? The person's gonna lose money. So therefore, he's allowed to catch it. But no, but here, what? The, why are you gonna lose money? Because you burn. You, you need to burn the trumato with the trumato Why? Just burn them separately. What's the, what, what's, what's the deal? So it says, No, I would say there's a hefset here also because you have to get extra wood. You got to make two pyres, one to burn the trumatro. Very economical here. Right? So a certain elder said, Don't mix a, a big uh, loss with a small loss. You're talking about uh, oil and wine of trauma falling into, you know, losing uh, thousands of dollars, let's say, as opposed to getting some uh, more firewood cost you a dollar. You know? So th- you can't compare the two. So that's why over there they allowed you to, to uh, create the tomb. Uh, since it was anyway going to be Tame anyway. But in a normal case where there's no reason to do it, that's what they say. But I don't know. That's but in the in the um, according to the pshat, that just means that it's an old an elder that they didn't know the name. I'm Rabbi Yazir, I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Machloket b'shesh. So now we come to a different interpretation. Okay, so up till now we've been assuming as follows that that Rabbi Chaninas that that Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Meir are arguing: Can you burn the Trumat Torah and the Trumat Me'at together? And the question is that according to Rabbi Meir, since it's anyway going to be destroyed, what difference does it make? We burn, we burn it with the Torah, 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 together. And Rabbi Yossi says, no, even so, since, the, uh, since there's no reason to do it, you should burn it in a way that doesn't cause it to become Tamei, because it's not right to make it Tamei unless you have a real reason to, uh, a real extenuating circumstance. Okay? 
Now, now here's an, a different uh, approach. Rabbi Asa's name, Rabbi Yochanan, Machloket Bashish. They're only arguing about the sixth hour. The sixth hour is when the Chametz is Asrumi the Rabbanan. Okay, Aval Bisheva, Divreya Kol Sofin. But once you pass Chatzot, where all Chametz is Asrumi the Raita, and it literally makes no difference, Trumat Mea, Trumat it's all Chametz and it's all Isur de Raita, everybody agrees you can burn them together, even though you're going to combine the Trumat Mea and the Trumat Even Rabbi Yossi will say, okay, now you're right. So now what does the Machloket become? The Machloket becomes whether the Isur de Rabbanan makes a difference. In other words, up till now, we were saying, we were not getting into the issue of the Rabbanan de Raita. We were just saying, Tamei Tahor and Akolo Lech So it's all going to be ruined anyway. So what's the difference? So uh, right now, at this moment, there's no prohibition, but there, it's all going to be destroyed anyway. So we might as well destroy them together, according to Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi says, no. Now we're making it a little more complicated. We're saying, the Machloket is, when it's Asur Midr but not yet midoraita, because actually, according to Rabbi Yosef, if it's asur midoraita, if it's already chametz, because it's past chatzot on erev Pesach, even Rabbi Yosef would say, you're right, it makes zero difference whether you uh, burn the tower with the tamei or not. Hold on, hold on, the logic, the logic still applies. It's still, it's still, uh, you know, teruma. Right, but... I know it's chametz, but it's still teruma. They're, they're so saying that the... difference from six hours to seven hours. Right, well, he's saying once it becomes a sur from the Torah, it's like a type of, it's condemned already. So it doesn't make a difference. It's like almost like not food anymore. It's, it's condemned. We're going to see. The Gemara is going to develop the idea a little bit more. But according to this, though, they're a little bit closer. Because according to the previous understanding, it's exactly what you're saying. In other words, the Gemara under, up till now was understanding like what you're saying. That Rabbi Yossi says, these are two different issues. Tumas, Tumat, other thing, Chametz is Chametz. Well, uh, why do you have to create Tumah? Now it's like, no, no, no. Even Rabbi Yossi would agree. If it's completely condemned item, that you can, nobody can eat it anyway, it's, all re- it's like as if it's already destroyed. Because as far as we're concerned, we can't touch it. So even he would agree you could burn them together. The only question is during the Darabanan time. Now the Gemara is going to ask about this. Is there a between the Oraito or the Rabbanan if it's Safek? Is We're not talking other, about a suffix. We're talking about a diary. Is there a difference right between sixth hour or seventh hour? Is there between the Rabbanan or the Raita? What's the nafkamina? What's the that, difference? That the Torah doesn't recognize the Rabbanan or not. Whether the Torah recognizes the Rabbanan or not. Nothing you can do with it. It's subhanaa. No difference between them. Only practically, in the but the whole point is, from the perspective of the Torah. Forget about the practical side. We're talking about a theoretical thing. The question is whether the Torah recognizes this as a asur entity or not. Since it's only a surmi rabbanan, from the perspective of the Torah, it's mutar, it's permitted. So how can you go and say then that uh, that it's not? Uh, it's like the the same question of uh, usually this happens in mitzvot say. Uh, if you have your table inside the house and you sit in the sukkah, why not? According to the Torah, I fulfilled it. The rabbi said it doesn't count, right? So. There are some times that the rabbis come along and they create additional restrictions or additional uh, obligations. Here, it's the opposite. They're saying this item is asur and is chametz, but really, according to the Torah, it's not chametz yet. So the question is, during that hour, does the Torah recognize that item as still 100% kasher, since it's only a rabbinic thing? Or does the, or does the Torah say that, well, since from our perspective we can't eat it because of the Surdu Abanan, so then it's, uh, it's considered condemned already. That's the issue. Now, in the, in the, now the question goes like this. They ask the following question. 
He said, so according to this interpretation, so we can revisit the Mishnah again and revise the Mishnah. Because according to what we were saying before, Rabbi Yochanan, I'm sorry, uh, according to what we were saying before, Rabbi Meir was not referring to Rabbi Hanina Sagana Kohanim at all in his argument. Because Rabbi Meir said, yeah, Rabbi Hanina Sagana Kohanim is talking about where both of the pieces of meat were Tamei. And Rabbi Akiva was talking about where the oil and the candle are both Tamei. And I'm talking about something else. I'm talking about since Teruma is going to become destroyed anyway, what difference does it make whether it's Tahor or Tameh? It's a totally different question. Right now, I agree that it's 100% Tahor. And right now, I agree that the other thing is Tameh, but they're going to be destroyed anyway. That was what Reb, that Rebbe Meir was saying until now. Mm-hmm. And the argument was, do we look at, well, anyway, it's going to be destroyed, so it makes no difference, or we look at right now. But now that you're saying that the issue between Rabbi, Hanina, that between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Meir is when it's Asur Midrabanan, that implies that during the fourth hour of the day, let's say, where Chametz eventually you're going to burn it, yeah. right? But it's not really Asur Midrabanan yet. Or even according to Rabbi Meir during the fifth hour, it's not Asur Midrabanan yet. According to Rabbi Meir at that time, there's no additional hours until the, you get to the sixth hour, only the hour right before Chatzot, according to Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Meir. So during that time where it's not Asur at all, would Rabbi Meir still say you could burn it? Because eventually you're going to burn it anyway? So now it sounds like, no, it's only because of the Isur Durabanan, which means we're not saying what we were saying before. That the reason why Rabbi Meir allowed you to burn the Chumat Torah and the Chumat Me'ah was because eventually you're going to burn it anyway. Because then you could do that even in the morning on Erev Pesach. But he's saying, no, only starting from the sixth hour, where it's Asur Midurabanan, because there's already a prohibition. That's why. So but they would right, both... No? no, that's seventh hour oh, and on. Right. So since the... So in the morning, even both Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Meir would agree you can't burn the Tuman Torah Tmeat together. And they would both agree after Chatzot, starting from the seventh hour, which is Chatzot and on, that you could burn them together. The only question is where it's Isur de Rabbanan and not yet de Raita. Okay? The, though, right? Yeah, but we don't want to get confused. It's too okay. complicated already. Okay, hold on. So now, what happens is... According to that now, we don't have to say that Rabbi Meir was ignoring what Rabbi Hanina ben Sagana Kohanim was saying. Because we were saying he wasn't talking about Rabbi Hanina Sagana Kohanim with the meat that are both Tameh and they go together. But now we could actually say, well, maybe he was. Because maybe Rabbi Hanina Sagana Kohanim was talking about a case where one piece of meat was, was Tameh Midirabanan. And one piece of meat was Tameh Midiraita. And he was saying that even so, you could burn them together. That was how Rabbi Meir was understanding it. And he says, Amar lei, he said to him, In, that's right. Itmar Nami was stated, Amar Biochanan, Matnitin Beavatumad Waita, Uvlada Tumamidurabanan. That what was Rabbi Khanina Hasagana Kohanim commenting on? He was commenting or testifying that even though one of the items was only Tamimidirabanan, it could be burned with something that was Tamimidiraita. Umay midivrehem. What did Rebbe Meir mean when he said, from their words, I learned that you can combine Tum'ah with things that are Tameh with things that are Tahor. Midivrei Rebbe Chanina Segana Kohanim. I learned it from what Rebbe Chanina Segana Kohanim said. Umachloket Bashesh, Aval Besheva, 
which means that only during the sixth hour would it be relevant. In other words, this interpretation of Rabbi Meir, just to lay it out very simply, okay? Previously, the assumption of the Gemara was that Rabbi Meir's logic, why you could burn the Chumat Torah and the Chumat together, for, you know, because they're both chametz, is because eventually, not right now, right now they're uh, perfectly fine, but eventually they're going to have to be burned anyway. So what difference does it make I burn them together now? Okay, that's, the clock is ticking anyway, so they're going to be burned anyway. But right now they're perfectly fine. Okay, true, but they're going to be burned anyway, so we might as well burn them together. That was the original assumption. If that's true, that has no connection to a case where there are two Tamei things. One is more Tamei and one is less Tamei, and you put them together. In that case, they're both already Tamei. Right? It has no, so, so he couldn't have been referring to those cases, because those are cases where both entities are Tamei. One is just more Tamei, one is less Tamei. What's the meaning of more time? Meaning more higher level of Tum'ah. So whereas Rabbi Meir, he, that, so Rabbi Meir was not talking about, or he was talking about Torah and Tum'ah, pure and impure, where there's no, so, and combining them together. Why? Because of the future. Because of the future, what's going to be. Okay? That was the assumption up till now. Now the Gemara with Rabbi Yochanan is saying, no, even Rabbi Meir doesn't say you could just take an item which is 100% kasher mehadrin and burn it together with something which is, uh, uh, which is a, a tamay. He never said that. He said during the time where it's asur midirabanan, there you can burn it together with something that's even tamay midiraita. Because they're both condemned. One is condemned because already the rabbis came in and said you can't have it. And one is condemned because it's Tamei. That's what he was referring to. And Rabbi Yossi saying no. During the time where there's only a rabbinic rule of Tum'ah or rabbinic rule of Chametz, that doesn't count. That's still considered from the perspective of the Torah 100% kasher. Because only the rabbis are stopping you from doing that. So you have to wait till after Chatzot. Then you can burn them together. This is totally different. Because according to this, Rebbe Meir is only allowing you to burn the the Trumat Me'ah with the Torah during the sixth hour where there's some prohibition on the Trumat Torah. Right now there's a prohibition already. It's only a rabbinic prohibition, but it's a prohibition. He would never just say you could take something that had no prohibition at all because of its future destination is to be burnt. No, it's because right now it's Asur, at least Midr that's the That's the difference. In other words, it has to be a right now problem. It can't be because the future, it's going to be ruined in the future. That's what they're shifting. So then it would only be relevant, Rabbi Meir Salacha, during the sixth uh, hour. In other words, during that hour where it's Asur Midr but doing it at 9 o'clock in the morning, you wouldn't be allowed to burn the Tumat on the Torah according to this. Because we're not looking at the future uh, end of the Chametz. We're looking at the right now. Okay, now therefore, what could Rabbi Meir do then? He can look at Rabbi Hanina Sagana Kohanim, who is talking about burning meat that was a Rishon Letumah with a Shlishi Letumah or whatever. And say that's also talking about the same case that I'm talking about. It's talking about where the Rishon Letumah was Midewaita. And the Shlishi Letum'ah was Dirabanan. And yet still, since Midirabanan it was Tamei, it was declared Tamei, because there are times that the Tum'ah is only Dirabanan, still they could burn it together. So too here. Since there's an Isur Chametz Dirabanan, and this Tum'ah is prohibited Midirabanan, it could be burned with the thing it's Asur Dirabanan. But the point is that you have to have some Isur, according to this version. It's not just that you could take the item and put them together. Okay, because of the future. That's not what he was saying. And Lema Misayele, and we have a proof for this because Hapigulva Notarvatame, 
If you have pigul, again, pigul is a korban that becomes invalidated because the Kohen had the wrong intention. Vanotar, the meat was left over. Vatameh, became tameh. Beit Shammai omrim en nesofin kachad, beit Hillel omrim nesofin kachad. Beit Shammai says you can't burn them together. Beit Hillel says you could. So you see from there what? So you see from there that even though the, uh, even though the item is not tameh uh, midiraita, it's only tameh midirabanan, um, in that case, they're burnt. Now Rashi explains. He what says, "Pigul is not tamei deoraita. It's just invalid deoraita. It doesn't become tamei. Doesn't make it tamei." So it's not What? Well, it actually it does have a certain type of kedusha. We learned about pigul does have a certain kedusha. It's just that it, it could still be tamei. But the rabbis made an, a, a, a tumah on it. By now, tamei, you're saying you can transfer tumah as opposed potentially, to potentially, yeah. So Rabbi, it, it makes the hands of the Kohanim Tameh if they touch it. Rabbi Yossi says, Rabbi Meir, In other words, what is the reason why Rabbi Yossi will justify Beit Hillel burning the Tameh thing with the Pigul and the Notar? Even though the Pigul and the Notar are not, are not uh, 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 Tameh. They, 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 just, they just have to be burnt, but they're not tamay, right? So he says, still, but you see that they allowed you to burn it together because they were asur midoraita. And so since they're asur midoraita anyway and they're going to be burned, it's okay. So the same thing here with chametz. After chatzot on Erev Pesach, where everything is asur midoraita anyway, what difference does it make? The Tumaz Torah, Tumaz Tameah, makes no difference. It's all asur midoraita. Even Rabbi Yossi would agree you could burn the Tumat Torah with the Tumat Me'at together. Because why, they're all the same. Why would Beit Shammai even object to this? Beit Shammai is saying because since it's, you're mixing apples and oranges because the, 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 the Tamei is... Uh, because Notar is, and Pigul are not really Tamei. So you're going to make them Tamei. So why would we have to make them Tamei? Just say, keep them separate. Burn. It's, different, it's a different uh, prohibition. But, but the point is that Rabbi Yossi, even Rabbi Yossi would agree since it's Asur Midoraita, that's why you could burn it together. So it says, no, you can't necessarily prove it from there because It could be that the only reason why Rabbi Yossi there endorses Beit Hillel is because at least there's some Tum'ah on the Notar Pigul. They make the hands Tame, which means there's a Tum'ah Midirabanan. So therefore, since there's two, two things, two factors, you have the fact that they are Asur Midiraita, you're not allowed to eat the Pigul and the Notar, obviously. And you have the fact that there's a tum'ah there, so therefore you could burn, so you have an isur that is biblical, and you have also a tum'ah, so you could burn it together with the tamei korban. But in the case of uh, tum'ah after chatzot on Erev Pesach, where all you have in is isur, you don't have any tum'ah, so why should you mix it with the tum'ah? Maybe even Rabbi Yossi will say you can't. So it says, Lema here's another proof. Hapach ifsha. Let's say you have bread that became moldy, ruined, okay? Venif salami adam. You have a case where the bread is so moldy that a person can't eat it, but a dog could. So it could still still be... Yeah, if there's a kabetza's worth of this bread, it could become... Tamei, because eat, because it's still something that the dog could eat, so it still has a subject to tumah. Vinisrefet imat pesach, but it says it could be burned with the tamei things on pesach. And Rashi explains that means even though it might be tahor, 
it could still be burnt together with the Tamei things on Pesach. Now, this has to be talking about uh, a case, uh, this must be Rabbi Yossi. Why? Because Rashi says, Because Rabbi Meir said that even perfectly good could be burned together with the Tumei'ah for Pesach. So certainly, this is Rabbi Yossi that you see that in other words, any time you can't eat it anymore, since it's inedible, you could burn it to get, even though it might be trumat Torah, but it's inedible, physically inedible. So therefore, you could burn it together with the tamei things um, when you're burning for Pesach. So, so what do you see from that? You see that after seven hours, meaning after the seven into the seventh hour, the seventh hour begins. Meaning once you get to chatzor and erev Pesach, so Rabbi Yossi will also say since it's inedible. So you could burn it together with the things that are tamei, and it's no problem, right? Let's 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 focus. Let's focus. Okay, it's very complicated. So any kind of side conversation help makes it very very difficult to stay focused. Shanei hatam the afra be'almahu. Again, that's different because it's considered like dust. In other words, physically inedible might be different than halachically inedible. So just because Rabbi Yossi says that a physically inedible thing could be burnt together with tamei things. Doesn't mean that he would say that just because it's halachically inedible after the after chatzot that it could that the tower thing could be burned with tamei thing. The gemara is just saying for our argument's sake. In other words, you can't prove it. So then, um, so then it says this: the iachi. If that's true, my mode. So then, what does it mean when he says that that uh, that he agrees? In other words, at the end of the. Uh, uh, at the end of the uh, Mishnah, Rabbi Yossi said, Modeh, that they agree that you could burn the Tzluya with the Tmea, right? That w- if things are, uh, uh, that you could burn the, uh, that you can't burn the, uh, the, the uh, Tmea with the Tahor, they can, that you can only, the Machloket is only about the, uh, the Tzluya and the Tmea, the things that are doubtfully Tmea. And Rashi says, the Rabbi Meir me Rabbi Chanina Yalif. Okay, my model Rabbi Eliezer the Kabbalah Rabbi Yossi. In other words, the question is that at the end of the Mishnah, Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi brings in Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua. But now we're changing and saying that no, Rabbi Meir was never referring to Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua. <coughs> Rabbi Eliezer, that really Rabbi Meir was talking always about the uh, uh, about the uh, about Rabbi Chanina Segana Kohani. He wasn't talking about Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua that it, because Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua are dealing with since this will eventually be bad, we might as well make it bad now. That's a totally different question. Right? So, so Rabbi, whereas now Rabbi Meir is saying that no, since it's rabbinically prohibited now, that's as good as being 100% prohibited. That's what we're saying now. So then why does Rabbi Yossi bring in Rabbi Eliezer? Even according to Rabbi Yossi, who's lenient. Even Rabbi Yossi, who's lenient, only allows people to burn things that are tzluya utmea. That's only when the item, one item is a safek, doubtfully tamei or tahor, together with something that is tamei, right? But he would never allow you to, uh, to burn the completely tahor things with the completely tamay things. And again, this is according to the way that Rabbi Yochanan is interpreting it. This is all talking about during the sixth hour because he's saying that actually once it becomes totally prohibited uh, after the seventh hour, even Rabbi Yossi would agree that it makes no difference. So they're talking about where it is a, a, a situation of rabbinic prohibition only, okay? Talking about during the sixth hour. Now, the, the question is though, so then why does Rabbi Yossi disagree with Rabbi, with, with uh, uh, and say it's not good logic? 
says that's not true. Mida umidahi. It's perfectly good logic. And what does Rashi say? In other words, if you're really interpreting Rebbe, that Rabbi Chaninat Sagana Kohanim is talking about where one piece of meat was Tamei Midera Banan and one piece of meat was Tamei Deoraita and you were allowed to burn them together, well, that's exactly what Rabbi Meir is saying. He's saying that if you take Truma, which is to, might be pure, but during the sixth hour of Erev Pesach, it's prohibited, and you want to burn it together with something which is Trumat it makes no difference. Right? And Rabbi Yossi said, I don't make a difference. Uh, he said, that it says, uh, He says, You're saying that a biblical prohibition, according to Rabbi Yossi, um, is all that you need to make it a, uh, to allow you to burn the, t- the Tahor and the Tameh together. Right? But Rabbi Meir is saying a rabbinic one. Okay, so it's, um, Rabbi Yirmiya answers. Amar Rabbi Yirmiya, hacha bebasar shenitma bemashkin shenitmeu mechamat sheretz. What we really need to do is 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 make the case even more specific that Rabbi Chaninav Sagana Kohanim was talking about when he was talking about taking two pieces of meat. One is tamei, one is tahor. One is a low. I'm sorry. One is tamei. They're both tamei. One is a lower tumah. One is a higher tumah. And we said that Rabbi Meir was saying it's only rabbinically tamei the one piece of meat, and the other one is biblically tamei. And yet you're still allowed to put them together because tamei is tamei, and it doesn't make a difference. Practically speaking, it doesn't make a difference. Okay, that's because we're talking about. A, uh, a piece of meat that became tamay from liquid that became tamay from a sheretz. And the way that Rashi explains it is it's talking about a kli became tamay from a sheretz and then the kli touched the liquid and then the liquid touched the meat. Okay? Now there's going to be a whole discussion about this now. But the basic point is like this. That, it, that they could be talking, in other words, they could even agree on what case Rabbi Hanina Sagana Kohanim was talking about. That Rabbi Hanina Sagana Kohanim was talking about a case where one piece of meat was Tamei 100%. The other one became Tamei from a liquid that had derived its Tum'ah secondarily. Let's say that the uh, Asherahs had touched the Kli. The Kli had touched the liquids. And now the liquid touched the meat. That's how the meat became Tamei. According to Rabbi Meir, that concept that a liquid could make meat Tamei is only Durabanan. And therefore, Rabbi Hanina HaSagana Kohanim is talking about a case where you put a rabbinically tamay piece of meat and you burned it together with a biblically tamay piece of meat. Okay? Rabbi Yossi says no. Liquids becoming, transmitting tum'ah is deoraita. So therefore, once the liquid went into the kli, the sheretz touched the vessel. Then the liquid went into the vessel. The liquid becomes a rishon le tum'ah deoraita. And now is able to make the meat tamay deoraita, not derabanan. Okay, according to Rabbi, and we're going to see in the next, uh, we're going to see on the next uh, daf, um, so either the liquid was whatever, whatever level of tumah it was, it doesn't even matter. The point is it was, it, it's able to make the food tamay deoraita. So therefore, according to Rabbi Yossi, the case of Rabbi Chanina Sagana Kohanim in the, in the Mishnah is two things that are both tamay mi deoraita. 
And that's why they're able to be burned together. And Rabbi Meir is saying, no, one of them was only Dirabanan, one was Deoraita, and you were still able to burn them together. Now, what's the significance of that? Significance is because according to Rabbi Yossi, you never have an example where there is a rabbinically prohibited thing burned together with a biblically prohibited thing. You never have that. Because even the case of Rabbi Hananah Sagana Kohanim is talking about where they're both biblically tamay. Or biblically prohibited. And that would fit also with after seven hours on Pesach, Erev Pesach, meaning once you get past Chatot, they're both biblically prohibited. But you never have a case, according to Rabbi Yossi, where one is only rabbinically tameh and one is biblically tameh. According to Rabbi Meir, the case is where one of the pieces of meat was biblically tameh and one was rabbinically tameh. And combining the two was still allowed because they were both, bottom line, they were both tameh. In other words, he's saying the Mishnah is only objecting to Rabbi Meir. So basically, Rabbi, he's saying that your argument, that you're, that you're misunderstanding Rabbi Chaninas, your assumption that Rabbi Chaninas is talking about where one item was rabbinically prohibited and one was biblically prohibited is wrong. They were both biblically tamay. That's why he was burning them together. But Rabbi Meir is saying, no, one was rabbinically tamay, one was biblically tamay, and he still burned them together. And that would mean that even when Chametz is only Asur Midrabanan, that's it's good enough to say this truma Torah is a condemned truma already because Midrabanan it's condemned. Rabbi Yossi would say no. Something that's only condemned Midrabanan doesn't count as condemned from the perspective of the Torah. So you cannot burn it together with something that is, ta- which, that is Tameh because you're basically making it Tameh in the process and from the biblical lens that's still uh, a perfectly good food because the rabbinic prohibition doesn't yep. exist on the biblical lens. So the, the, the basic machloket according to this, in other words, before the machloket was, do we look at something as it is now or do we look at something where it's going? According to Rabbi Meir, we look at it where it's going. So it's going to be burned anyway, so it's considered burned now, so you might as well burn them together now. Rabbi Yossi said, no, you got to look at it as it is now, not as it is in the future. And right now it's good. Right? So you can't think like that. This machloket, now the second version of the machloket, is that's not the issue. Everyone agrees you don't look at the future. You look at the right now. But the question is, when the rabbis make a prohibition, what is the Torah's view of that? Does the Torah see the rabbi's prohibition as a real thing? And therefore, since people cannot eat it, people cannot eat this because the rabbis made a prohibition of chametz, they extended the prohibition back an hour. So, they can't eat it. So from the perspective of the Torah also, it says that that's a condemned item. And therefore, you, could, you might as well just burn the tahor with the tameh because right now they're both condemned as far as I'm concerned. Or does the Torah have a, a different view? The Torah sees the reality, so to speak. Practically, we can't eat it right now because the rabbis made a, a gzerah. But from the Torah's perspective, one of these things is, is no good. And the Tumat Tumea is no good. And the Tumat during the 11 a.m. to 12 uh, uh, hour is perfectly good. It's just that the rabbi said that, I can't, that we can't eat it. But the, the entity item itself is actually perfectly good. That's what Rabbi Yossi is saying. And therefore you can't burn that type of thing together with something to make because from the angle of the Torah, it's still a permitted item that you just decided, the rabbis just decided to prohibit. That's the machloket according to this way. But, but the, the, the point is that according to this way, right now is all we look at. We don't look at the future. It's just a question of which right now do we look at? The practical right now, including the rabbinic rules? Or do we look at the theoretical right now and say, well, the Torah sees rabbinic things as, in a, as restrictions that we're observing, but that doesn't affect 
the reality of the thing itself. That's what Rabbi Yossi is saying. Rabbi Meir is saying, no, the reality is we can't use it. It's condemned. That's it. Okay, that, and, and that's basically the, uh, where the Gemara is. But then it's going to get into the whole discussion about mashkin and liquids and transmission of Tumah that we'll see tomorrow.